In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that was too sick this week to create a joke for this intro. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I'm joined by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? It's a uh, it's uh, Boy Scout popcorn season, so I'm I'm in heaven. Um, that said, I will say we still managed to put out a podcast, and I don't know if you listened. I know you posted, but I don't know if you listened um, to to the FBI that we were sadly missing you. Uh, it wasn't horrible. I mean, we booked Lana with the title, <sighs> and that's that's supposed to be your argument of it not being horrible. <laughs> Sorry, that's He's got a really not, not, not a good argument there. Also sure joining us, <laughs> also joining us, our RCMP from up north, JLB. What's going on, man? It goes, buddy. It goes. I'm glad to hear that you finally have a voice and you're doing better. And I hope you continue doing better. And hopefully it's not the COVID. Well, here's crossing our fingers on that. The symptoms don't add up to that. So I'm mm. probably safe. But, ah, oh, geez, it's not been fun this week, so. Um, I would like to remind everyone before we get in, though, that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So once you're done listening to this and, of course, liking, sharing and subscribing, head on over to TatnusCo.com and check out the other shows on the network there. But yep. let's just go ahead and get into our crimes this week. It's it's wild. We actually don't have a pay-per-view to talk about this week. I know. I, th- I felt kind of lost. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, we have Halloween Havoc. Yeah, not No, we actually... You, but we actually do next week we have AE dubs yeah that's what i'm saying next week we go back to the pay-per-view but... yeah, <laughs> so many pay-per-views i know i shouldn't be complaining but so many but let's go ahead and get into it and uh, i'll just start things off because i want to start off on a positive note here uh being sick this week i did get to watch wrestling and i'm going to be doing a double charge for my crime Double charges to both AEW and NXT for being polar opposites this week. While AEW was the more traditional wrestling show, NXT went all in on the Halloween theme. And both of them were just an absolute ton of fun. So, uh, I don't think, it doesn't matter which one you preferred. The real winners this week was the Wednesday Night Wrestling fans. Yeah, that I, 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 I can wholeheartedly convict that. Um, I would also say... Um, probably the second best night of professional wrestling uh in recent memory um behind another wednesday night i mean the the wednesday where they were both putting on uh fake pay-per-views um i don't remember what AE dubs was but uh for nxt it was another wcw bring back uh great american astronaut yeah um was the it first week of that where it was all yeah fight for the fallen versus great american bash um and and it was all women on NXT the first week of that for Great American Bash. That was a really really good Wednesday. Um, these two these two Wednesdays can probably hold up against each other, and and that is a 
tougher crime to have to decide between is those two. So, um, I don't know, but I, I was impressed with this one. Uh, I'm, I definitely am going to levy those charges for you. Definitely. It was so much. First of all, on AEW, you had the semifinals of the world title eliminator tournament, uh, to name the number one contender for the world title. So you had, uh, the first match of the night was Hangman Page versus Wardlow, uh, which was just a knockdown, beat him up brawl. And I'm going to address the, the elephant in the room. When we saw what the semifinals were, we pretty much knew who the winners were going to be, but it doesn't matter. These matches were so well put together that you still got drawn in and sucked into it and thought maybe you were wrong. You weren't Hangman Page one, right? The other one later on in the night headlined the show, uh, Penta versus Kenny Omega. And again, especially once we knew Hangman Page had won, we pretty much knew where this one was going. But it didn't make this match any <coughs> less good. This was a phenomenal match back and forth. Well, those two have so much history. Mm-hmm. Good history. Good wrestling history. And so uh, those two matches alone made AEW wonderful. You also had the Lumberjack match for the TNT Championship with Cody versus Orange Cassidy. You had Matt Seidel versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, you, you even had a match with the NWA World's Women's Championship with current and new uh, NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb versus Layla Hirsch. Now, Layla Hirsch is new on the scene. She's wrestled a couple times in AEW on Dark, I think. Serena Deeb uh, comes to us freshly recently from NXT uh, in WWE. She was actually a trainer there yep. for a while. Um, and she just won the NWA World Championship from Thunder Rosa. Uh, so her first defense of the NWA World Championship was on AEW. That's a little crazy. Mm. Um, oh. Now, I do wish they would have given the AEW Women's Championship as much fanfare as they're giving the NWA Women's Championship, but whatever. Yeah, I I always found that kind of confusing. I'm like, yo, you're putting so much emphasis on the NWA championship, but for the regular women's championship, you're not really doing much. Like, I feel like the NWA championship is the more prestige title, which, okay, granted in the history and so on, you could say that for sure. Um, but yeah, but do we kind of know? So there's rumors as to why Thunder Rosa had essentially lost it the night before she might potentially be going to wwe she's kind of teasing fans like yes i am like no i'm just not saying it obviously i um, i think that i think the rumors of her going to wwe are actually probably not true i think that's wishful thinking from fans uh first of all uh Billy Corgan, owner of NWA, has confirmed that Thunder Rose's contract is not up yet. And, um, in fact, his exact words were, she's contracted through 2021. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, you could you could say that he meant through to 2021, which is only a few more months. But, oh. but either way, um, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for for her to be heading to WWE or dropping the title right now if she's headed to WWE in three months, you know? Right. Uh, so so because of that, I don't think she's headed to WWE. I think 
Um, frankly, I think she's probably, this is more a swerve than anything. I think she's probably AEW bound eventually, but I think this is more part of their cross promotion between the brands that AEW and NWA are forming some sort of a partnership. And they know that by putting the belt on an, an, an AEW person for a short period of time, and then having Thunder Rosa win it back before then leaving to go to AEW is the better story. Right? So mm. I don't again. I, I would say like, I would say this comes down to uh, them not featuring the AEW title. Comes down to AEW really wanting to express plays well with others. Mm-hmm. Which also and and here's the deal is it's not that they didn't feature the title. They had an interview with Hikaru Shida to, uh, on this episode where uh, she responded to Nyla Rose saying the reason Nyla Rose isn't wrestling on. Uh, Dynamite right now is because she's waiting for Hikaru Shida to uh, accept her challenge, and so Hikaru Shida's like, yeah, sure, full gear, we'll do this. Um, so, I I just think that with the way NWA and and Thunder Rosa have been playing with AEW over the last few months, I, I think it's ludicrous to think that they would have done all of that and then Thunder Rosa is just going to F off to WWE. Is I think they're going to get Magnus versus Cody Rhodes at some point? Um, well, we already technically got it um, two years ago, but that's beside the point. On AEW? Because well, it, it was at All In, the original one, which technically isn't, I guess, AEW. Um, but Cody won the NWA world title from him and then lost it back to him a month later. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see some crossover with NWA uh, at some point here. Um, I think it only makes sense for both of them to to build up a an alliance uh, to help take on the Juggernauts. Um, I think they do have to walk a line because NWA and WCW back in the day got so tied together that when they ended up splitting, it became a very very messy divorce for a while. And yeah. Uh, you know, if they play this right, they play it where they're not partners, but they compete against each other sometimes, sort of a thing. Um, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. I'd love to see a major league, minor league thing. I really would. I think there's, I think that the, the, both the global environment and the local environment really sets up for four minor leagues and one major league not major league wrestling but one major league um i'd love to see that come come barreling down the pipe at, at vince um knowing that he's got okay well now i have to try and compete weekly in four different territories with a weekly show um for local audience and then i also have to compete you know weekly with uh with this juggernaut that is the the major league of this um i know originally that's what the nwa was it was the territories all coming together and saying okay well we'll have this title i just think that you could do i think today's environment works better for it and i know that smarts you disagree with that frequently but i do i do I, uh, I, I I would love to see it. I'd love to see Impact just have a Northeast Impact, uh, Northeast Territory, um, you know, the Northwest Territory being, I don't know, the, the American version of, of New Japan. Um, in the Southwest, you'd have AAA because it's just 
close enough to the southwest area and then in the southeast you could have AEW or or whatever and then you could have NWA oversee all of it but um, I don't know I, I, it's probably not going to happen again Vince probably ruined it but yeah. I don't know but um, the uh, AEW um, also had the town hall discussion with the inner circle uh, and MJF uh, MJF, of course, petitioning to be a member of the inner circle. And this was an entertaining segment. Luchasaurus uh, first asked MJF what financial benefits there are to him joining. And uh, he had a chart that showed, here's your profits without me, and here's your profits with me. And the numbers were, of course, just absolutely ludicrous. The projections were funny. Um, Britt Baker... Uh, and Rebel uh, came out and asked uh, how Jericho feels about MJF's track record of betrayal and friendships and uh, Chris Jericho said that um, he would knock MJF's teeth down his throat if he turned on him. Uh, Peter Avalon got up to ask a question and his question was simply, can I join the inner circle? And they laughed him (laughs) off said no. And then the final guy asking the uh, question was a E. Bischoff from Cody, Wyoming. <laughs> and sure enough, it's Eric Bischoff. And uh, he he had a couple questions. He asked MJF what he can uh, provide for the inner circle. And MJF responded with one word, friendship. Oh, that's comforting. Uh, yeah. And then Bischoff said uh, to Jericho, we know you're kind of a prima donna. Um <laughs> Uh, is said, what's to say that you and MJF, who's also kind of a prima donna, wouldn't just kill each other? Uh, um, I think and that's M- the concept. <laughs> yeah, and MJF was took exception to that and was like, "What what has Jericho done that I haven't done? What what do I have to do to to prove myself to Jericho?" And Jericho responds, "Well, you haven't beaten me." And so now at full gear, you have MJF versus Jericho. If MJF wins, he's in the inner circle. Uh, But then Ortiz and Guevara stormed off. Ortiz said that he didn't want MJF uh, joining the group, and Guevara didn't either. And said, next week, before you get your match at full gear, you're going to have me and Guevara versus MJF and Wardlow. Um, You might not even make it to full gear. Um, so just a fun little segment, but uh, as a whole, this entire show was very old school wrestling feel. You know what I mean? Uh, almost everything was wrestling related, wrestling match, all of this stuff. But then you flip the coin over to NXT, Halloween Havoc. Well, yes, it was kind of like a mini pay-per-view, but it also was the other side of old school with the real campy, cheesy stuff, cheesy stuff. The spin the wheel, make the deal concept goes way back in WCW. Um, and back when WCW did it, you know they didn't have any way to reliably rig the, the wheel. So the wrestlers had to know that they could do have to do any of those matches, right? <laughs> uh, I am fairly certain... The names of them. What was, was it? Uh, Steiner that was in one that the name of it didn't match. Like, I they had no clue what the actual match was going to be. They just, uh, oh crap. Yeah. Well, I think I think some of the times in in old WCW, they just put kind of vague names on it, and each one of those names they could say applied to this match type. And they're like, oh, it's uh, 
It's a boneyard match. That means they fight with weapons. No, it's a devil's playground match. That means they fight with weapons. You know, it's, uh, uh, but with this, I'm pretty sure it was rigged to specifically land on devil's playground match because they just had the whole thing choreographed out to land on that. Uh, but it was still a fun, fun match. Um, the set, of course, with the, the giant pumpkins, two of them at the beginning, but Gargano ruined one of them. Uh, and probably my only thing, and I'm, I might be in the minority on this, I'm, I was not 100% sold on uh, Shotzi Blackheart as the host. I Really? I enjoyed it. I didn't. I, I don't know. She, she, she over-enunciated things and uh she was a little too over the top for me but but that's that's me and i i didn't like it going back to when they first announced the spit in the wheel make the deal match i i felt like she went to she went through melodrama for it for me but like i say i might be in the minority with that because a lot of other people I've read thought she was really good. So I think that uh, I don't like it anytime a wrestler hosts something. Hosts, uh, yeah, wrestling. I think, exactly. Uh, I think that's more my issue to a wrestler. But I mean, I thought she did a good job. I didn't mind the over-enunciating. Maybe it was a bit much, but it didn't leave me with the sour taste. Just maybe someone not a wrestler would just make more sense. Because, yeah, it's just weird of a wrestler hosting. There's there's nothing like saying, hey, you're not going to be on this show. Yep. <laughs> I felt that way with New Day for uh, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. When um, Alexa Bliss hosted Alexa. the next year. Yep. Um, I The thing, like, when Alexa Bliss hosted it, I think she was just coming off an injury, and so she might not have been fully healed, and that might have played but into it. New Day I, announcing the Hardys in, in the tag match when we thought they were coming out to be the fourth team in the tag match. You know, it's like, oh, we're not good enough to be in this match. Like, what? Yeah, you are. It, it works okay when it's someone who, for injury reason, cannot participate. But, like, for this, I probably would have preferred to see Shotzi Blackheart involved in one of the matches. Um, like, a triple threat, whereas uh, EO versus Candice versus Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, I think that would have been tons of fun. But regardless of that nitpick, you know, Gargano versus uh, Damian Priest, Gargano winning the NXT North American Championship back. Um, which sets up for another Damian Priest match for him. Yeah. Yeah, rubber match is coming. Um, yeah, you had Pat McAfee come out again, you know, whatever. Uh, Punta football. Yep. Punta football. Uh, you had uh, uh, Pete Dunn show up and look like he was ready to to help Kyle O'Reilly and instead beat the chair beat him up with a chair and uh I think heel Pete Dunn's going to be fun to watch. Uh I found he was more built, maybe just or he looked really different. Uh, uh he was he was the bruiser weight for a reason. He's a stacked little short guy. Okay, fair. No, I don't know. I just he looked uh maybe just cuz he actually has legit street gear on now or at least this segment because I, mean, I find he has a very he's a built but he he has the he has the body shape of like a woman i feel almost like his legs are really curved and his body is like he, he's oddly shaped which might sound weird um 
But I don't know. I felt like because we haven't seen him in like two, three months, right? Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Dunn, if you are listening, that is JLB. He lives in Canada and uh, he does not <laughs> represent the views of me, Detective Mark Sparks, or DA Vincent yeah, Kayfabe. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He didn't um, mostly because I don't think you'd be a, an attractive enough woman to. You're not attractive enough to be a woman. That's where I'm just going to leave that. And well, I'm okay I'm with you my ass for that. <laughs> so, uh, moving on, you had the um, Haunted House of Terror match, which is kind of divisive. Some people loved it, some people didn't. Um, but it was a cinematic sort of match. Went through a haunted house and eventually came back into the ring and and finished. Dexter Loomis was able to win over Cameron Grimes. Um, it's grab tab. Uh, you had Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez, two massive women, and I mean that from a height standpoint. Uh, these these women would both tower over me. Um, They're really not that tall. <laughs> it really- does matter. They would still tower over me. Because I am also really not that. They also put on what I would probably consider match of the night. And yes, I'm well aware that AEW Smarts would say otherwise. Well, I mean, it's it's tough to to 100% say uh, between the two because they are so different in terms of feel. Um, Kenny Omega versus Penta was such a phenomenal match that it's tough for me to say say anything else is less than that but but it's also i mean i don't want to take anything away from this match it was a phenomenal match um and then of course you had the women's title tables ladders and scares match uh io shirai versus candace larae and I never, um, I never figured out what the scare was, but you know, the uh, arms in the bag. I guess. Well, cause she got scared, right? When she saw that, she was like, "Oh my god!" And then, so that was technically the scare. Technically speaking, though, if uh, it was a tables, ladders, and scares match, uh, shouldn't the chairs have been off limits because they weren't named? Because they did go after the chairs. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyways, that's not, that's not a thing. Technically, in tables, ladders, and chairs match, they still use kendo sticks and whatever have you. So, well, not fun. originally. Originally, the whole point of a TLC match was that tables, ladders, and chairs were legal, but other things were not. Mm. So, that being said, yeah. uh, Hell in a Cell was just supposed to be a no DQ match inside of a cell, but by golly, we did see some kendo sticks. Yep. And a leather strap. And- yeah. And no use of the cage. Uh, anyways, um, for this, though, um, you had, for the second time, after helping Gargano win in the first match, you had a person in a ghost face mask come in to try to help Candice LeRae, uh, but did not succeed in helping Candice LeRae. And Io Shirai was able to uh, retain the championship there. But so now... We come out of this going, who, who, who is the person in the mask? Who could it possibly be? I mean, I not know. Johnny. He wouldn't interfere in a match for Candace. Well, here's the deal: is is it's probably um, I'm totally blanking on her name right now. They've been building up this whole thing uh, with with her on the other ones. And why am I blanking on her? Indy, 
Are you so? But but was this? Do we technically? It, this was the same person that interfered in the first match with Johnny, right? And then the person I, came out. It's suggested that it's the same person, Indy Hartwell. Uh, she. They've been playing this whole thing on NXT recently, uh, where she's been trying to um, trying to join up with the the Garganos. You know what I mean? Uh, auditioning, for lack of a better term. So I'm relatively certain that it's going to be Indy Hartwell. However, she was not at Halloween Havoc. So it was not her in the mask doing the interfering. Oh, so it's kind of like a retribution type thing where we don't really know who's out there in those masks. Yeah. So, So the thing is, they could very easily change their mind on who's behind that mask now because... They're not tied to any one person being it. Now, when the figure interfered in the Gargano match, I distinctly felt like it it was a male figure. Um, but then when it uh, interfered later, I didn't get that same feeling. So it could have been two separate people even interfering. It could be members of re- Retribution, mm-hmm. theoretically. Right. It could have been Mia Yim. I mean, Retaliation. <laughs> Could have been. It's not T Bar. We know that it's not T Bar. It's it, definitely. It's not T Boz. It's probably not Slap Nuts and Slap Dick. Really enjoy saying Slap Nuts, don't you? I really enjoy not saying his real name because it's stupid. Shane Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> the one they really want us to call him. Oh. And I can never even What's, remember the name we're supposed name? to. I can't yet. remember his name. I can't remember it at all. I think it's funny we both go to the same spot. Uh, what's Dio's fake name? Uh, Dio Madden. Predator. Why doesn't he just come out in a Predator mask? Yeah, at least it would work. Just say Predator and Bane and Jason. Just say those three things and be good. We all know those characters. Mace. What's that? Like his his Mace? name is Mace. I feel like he should be wearing like a, a puffy jacket and dancing with Puff Diddy. <laughs> uh... They couldn't afford Puff Daddy. Mm-hmm. Definitely couldn't afford Puff Daddy. Get discount Puff Daddy. <laughs> Dollar Puff. Puff Daddy. Like, like you could call him Puff Diddy. Oh, wait, nope, nope, that's still, that still Puff Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Or Puffy. Oh, nope, nope, that's still, that's still he'd, Puff. He'd be Puff Doggy. Puff Doggy. Roman Reigns' cousin. Oh, wait, no. We, we have that storyline already, too. But, so, two sides of the coin both phenomenal um i think uh ratings wise nxt got slightly more viewers than AEW. so ratings wise it won although demo wise AEW got the better demo share uh but again what i said before the real winners were the fans watching on wednesday night that's really just it the fans yeah it's true. but let's it move was- on to the next crime of the night um I love that you go for the easy one right off the bat. So I'm going to go for an easy one as well. Oh, Lord. Um, and I charge WWE um, basically for pretty much almost committing a pedophilia angle when you have a 36-year-old kissing an 18-year-old um, with the Murphy and Ray Mysterio's daughter angle that we saw on SmackDown. They officially locked lips, and it's an official thing. Um, 
because on SmackDown, uh, Murphy was there to apologize, and then Ray and Dominic came out, and we're going to kick his butt. Then uh, the daughter came out, was like, no, no, I love him. And he's like, what'd you say? I love him. And then, bam, they lock lips, and I'm just completely disgusted. Just for the fact that, one, we don't, uh, they don't I don't think they ever mention her age um, on Thing. But- <coughs> <laughs> but the way that she's acting it seems like obviously she's much much younger and we just in fact know that she's like 18 or maybe she's 19 now I think and we know Murphy is like 36 sort of now girl. they did actually mention her name a couple weeks ago when this Murphy thing was first starting because it was a backstage segment and Ray was like how could you and she's like dad I'm 19 I can make my own choices or something like that so oh Okay, but but the... that means they did 100% mention she's 19 and this dude is 32. Um, so I feel like I feel like what's really happening here. I feel like what you're you're actually angry about, um, JLB, is that Ray Mysterio is selling his children. Oh yeah. That too. He's selling his daughter so that his son can have a successful career. He sold himself and his daughter for his yeah. son, who can't wrestle, to have a career. I feel like his wife is going to be next. It's going to be so weird. Yeah. Like, this is just... That's really the crime that's going on here. Yeah, straight up. Like, what is going on? And this is not even going to be a... Like, I'm not going to remember this in three months. I swear to God, I hope it's done in three months. Um, but I'm not going to remember this in three months. This might be just as bad as the Lashley-Lana angle. Um, All I can say is if Dominic's real dad was still around, we wouldn't be having this issue. Yeah, that's the problem here. Is is <laughs> This is what happens when you don't allow fathers to raise their real kids. <laughs> I feel like then that no, but I feel like Vicky would get involved. The wife would get involved. <laughs> well, it's not Vicky's kid though. No, nope. it's uh, Eddie's illegitimate kid. All uh, right, valid, valid point. Jeez, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not into selling your kids to make your other kid sell. Because <laughs> we all know love storylines. Rarely, I'm not going to say never, but rarely work in professional wrestling. Um, we couldn't make it work with Becky and Seth. Yes, who were actually a couple. Right. And still are. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it took three years to build the Miss Elizabeth, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage thing. And Randy Savage would tell you, I had a wife, brought her into wrestling. I don't got no wife no more. Right. So I don't know that, uh, and that was that was probably the best of the love storylines. Edge and Lita maybe is in that category. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, I might agree like, with that. It just doesn't work, especially with not with especially not with two people who can't freaking act. Like, yeah, not that great on the mic, and she just sounds ridiculous. She's like she's a Mysterio. Mysterios cannot talk on the mic. I don't think there has been one who could. Ray could. <laughs> it, Ray I, I would say on it. Lana and Rusev maybe actually worked, but again, it was real like relationship. Yeah. 
that's it. But I mean, we've seen, like you mentioned, we've seen real relationships not necessarily work. That the thing. So it just really depends. It really all depends on how the storyline is going, who the peep wrestlers are too. Um, this to me is just weird because you just have a long list of bad actors here. You have. Dominic, who can't act. You have Rey Mysterio, who can't act. You have his daughter, who can't act. You have Murphy, who's too nonchalant to do anything and not act. He's not a like. He's you a don't wrestler. have. He's a wrestler. He's a phenomenal wrestler. Don't. I'm not taking anything away from that. Uh, same thing with Rey. Uh, Dominic is a horrible wrestler, and that's never going to change my mind until he gets actual training. Um, but yeah, you're just. It's not going to turn good. You've had Seth and um, Becky try it, and they're both decent enough on their own, or really good on their own, to put a pull off a good promo. But when it came to it being together, it just it didn't work out, you know. Uh, so I guess we're gonna see Dominic versus Murphy. Is that what we're looking at for SummerSlam or Survivor Series? That's that's good S word right there. Oh Jesus. I don't know. It's, it's crap. That storyline has sucked since Ray lost his eye. <laughs> oh, it sucked before that, but that's when it really jumped the shark. <laughs> no, the biggest I thing know, is, is, is Buddy Murphy, and I'm going to call him Buddy Murphy because I believe he has a first name. Um, is, it's probably not Buddy, but it's, we'll it's not. It's actually uh, uh, Matthew. And his last name isn't actually Murphy, it's Adams. But It's kind of like D.A. Fabe. Mm-hmm. Or Mark Smarks. Or J.L.B. Yeah. Which is actually kind of close. But, <laughs> but so, the, the thing with Buddy Murphy is he is a phenomenal wrestler, and they've never given him a chance to really show his run. Like, they started to for a short period of time with the Aleister Black feud. And Way then they yeah, yeah. And then they're just like, yeah, now nah, we're going to... We're going to forget about all that stuff. We're going to do something else. Which, yeah, that never really had an ending, right? The Alistair Black feud and Roman feud did not have an ending. Yeah, they just kind of kind of petered out. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Oh, WWE just allowing us to... I mean, I give you kudos for bringing back uh, the whole hacker thing full circle, I guess. It only took you a while, and that was probably by, by mistake, but... I don't know why they just can't commit to just finishing up storylines. Um, no matter how horrible, just give us a finish and move on. Because it just makes it look even worse when you don't finish it up and then just move on anyways. Like, completely ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. So, that's WWE for you. So, I, I, I still don't even know why they brought all of them to SmackDown. Like, I don't know why you'd want to continue this feud. Who in the back is telling you that this is some good S-word? There can't be anybody that is saying that this is good. But again, uh, it's, man is the only one. But audience, audience of one, bud. <sighs> yeah. You're right, and and charges are filed, and yeah, definitely. And I'm prosecuting to the full extent. He will get nothing but the highest sentence that I can possibly give him um, once convicted. Just our fans. Yeah, so guys, yeah, <laughs> our jurors have to convict him, and uh, and once you do, I'm definitely gonna bring it over to the judge and make sure he gets the highest sentence possible. Because hot diggity damn. Completely ridiculous. Yeah, pretty, pretty sure that the the judge is Vince, and so does 
doesn't freaking matter. Yeah, yeah, that judge is going to overturn this. <laughs> we need to pack these courts. That's <laughs> uh. what a political mark. <laughs> so, yeah. um, since we're headed to our third crime, I think uh, I think we'll go to the third crime, and uh, we're bringing charges. Um, so long as you two also agree against anybody with the last name Levesque. Um, First of I'm all, it's saying there. Levesque. Levesque. It's French. Yes. You're French. I am. Yes. Anybody with a legal last name Levesque, um, because it seems obvious to me in the WWE realm, even if I'll say it, even if Stephanie is create did create women's wrestling or create women or whatever she is the head of women's wrestling in wwe and uh, hunter is the head of nxt and the only good products they're putting out right now are ran by somebody with the legal last name levesque um women's wrestling in wwe is probably the best in the world nxt is uh as a show first or second best in the world Maybe third if you count some New Japan stuff. That's how good those two really are. And um, this week on on Wrestle Talk, uh, Adam Blompier, uh, I'm probably saying that wrong too. <laughs> Adam Blompier uh, had to had to book Vince McMahon's demise from the industry. And uh, I, I, I hate to say this, but I think it's probably going to be the best thing for the entire industry and certainly for WWE. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. That's he could not step away faster. Um, the I cannot of- believe how good the women's product is in WWE. It is, in my opinion, the women on NXT, which is the two of them together conglomerating, is the best division in all of professional wrestling right now. And that's hard to say when there's a tag division like there is in, NXT, in AEW. And that's hard to say when there's uh, the storylines that are coming up that are going to eventually come to fruition in AEW. That women's division in NXT is the best wrestling to watch in and and I, I know that that you know Penta and maybe it's because we're seeing matches that we've enjoyed seeing before and they're that good that I'm not giving them as much credit as they are uh, because I've seen Penta and Kenny Omega before. Um, man, I they, I am never ceased to amaze be amazed at what the women's NXT product puts out, let alone what the women's product puts out on WWE. Yes, there's the occasional crap, but hell we we talked about it on on the review for hell in a cell that women's match was the best match of the night so on on a side side question though when talking about the women's division um how many tables are they gonna have to put lana through before any of us care about her (laughs) um there's not enough (laughs) all of them yeah because they're gonna try because that's that's legitimately, I think, what they're doing. They're like, if we put her through enough tables, the fans will like her. No, we'll just feel bad for her because she's not only a bad wrestler, but now she's a bad wrestler who's getting put through tables left and right. That's it. She's a but she's she really is very good on the mic. She can play a heel very very well. I don't know why they try and make her a face. Like you could schmoz her into a title run if you wanted to, and we talked about this on FBI. You could schmoz her into a table into a title run. Instead, but they just schmoz her into a table. Yeah, <laughs> the leading the, uh, a team that she shouldn't be leading. I mean, she got it by heel tactics, so 
you know, I suppose maybe they are going heel with her. I don't know. But as a whole, the women's divisions are exceptional. Yes. I think Vince gets involved. I mean, when you see it be bad on WWE, doesn't that that felt Vincey to you, didn't it? It did indeed sound feel like good S word. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but to the Levesque family, um, wow. Like, if you'd asked me 20 years ago if I thought uh, Triple H, when he was cutting the I am the damn game promo, um, was going to be one of the best bookers in the country, I'd have probably told you no. I was wrong. But he was the <laughs> cerebral assassin. Well, it's going to take all of that cerebral assassin ability to assassinate any competitors that they have. He's that good, though. He is that damn good. Oh, he didn't say that for nothing. Um, but that's, I mean, that's that's my crime right now. Uh, I, I do have to give Stephanie more props than we typically give her because she pretended she created women. Um, but, wow. Well, I mean, at the same time, I'm sure she did have a convenient push for that. Yes, it was the fans, but... Keep in mind, if she wasn't there and she didn't have daddy's ear for a good chunk of that, I'm sure we still might not have seen the woman's revolution if uh, Vince was running things. Sure, maybe Triple H had that in NXT, so, uh, and he did, but at the same time, maybe that was all Stephanie's doing too for a good chunk of that as well, you know? So. Yeah. You definitely have to give Steph a lot more credit because, yes, I think the I, I think the fans gave her more of a motivation to push it as much as we saw she did. So she was the fans' voice, I do feel. So I, I, I would completely give, because uh, I'm sure Vince didn't care. The only time Vince cared was China, and then once, Ch- once China gave him that... Uh, that bad taste in his mouth sort of ordeal uh he just kind of gave up on women's wrestling um for for a hot minute for a long while it was nothing but like brawn panties matches and and other stupid crap like that and it wasn't taken seriously it was all just give me stacy keeblers give me tory wilson's i don't care if you guys can wrestle i just want you to you know be a little risque and i thought to credit because Joy Wilson was a decent enough wrestler when they actually allowed her to, but that's not why they were hired, you know. Um, so yeah, I I I can't I can't uh, I can't give uh, Steph any kind of blame. She definitely deserves a heck ton of credit um, for sure. Yeah, sir. I agree. I, mean, I don't have anything else for making us all that that Steph was a good thing. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> my, my mouth has a funny taste in it right now. So. <laughs> have you been eating your child's candy? No, I have not. I've been eating my child's candy. <laughs> you know, in relationship to this, I have the first misdemeanor, and that's damn it WWE how are you supposed to have a group called Retribution that comes up and destroys everything for for like two months and then when you finally unmask them and show who they are then you just job them out in every match you put them in from then on okay whoa 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 they've been unmasked no, they've not been unmasked, unmasked, but they're, 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 they're no longer in in just the generic mask they've been 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. I thought I missed something. Now, now we have Bane and Predator mm-hmm. and, and Slap Nuts, Jason, and <laughs> whatever Mia's mask is that makes her be retaliation. Yeah. And gives her seizures. I mean, possession. That's another misdemeanor there. But I, the, the simple fact is when you have a group like Retribution come in, you have to follow the NWO slash evolution playbook, right? You have to have them come in and run rampant for a while. And yeah, you can have them lose occasionally, but you also have to have them win often. And and as of right now, Retribution hasn't won. Nope. They just keep getting beat. All they've done is prove why they're not getting a push. Yeah, you're not giving us push. Well, we beat you. Well, you should push us more. Well, you keep getting beaten. Yeah, straight up. And then you have the leader of Retribution, Mustafa Ali, running scared from the Hurt Business. Well, that really makes him look impressive. <laughs> and like, it's, I you're trying to heal him out too fast. Well, you, you think it's, you can heal him out really fast. You know what you do with heal him out? You have him use heal tactics and attack the people backstage. You have him use heal tactics to win matches. You have them use heal tactics. the number of Retribution members so that mm-hmm. there's enough to be healed. Yeah. You you have him convince Cedric Alexander to turn on the Hurt Business. Or Shelton Benjamin, but Cedric's the most likely one, you know? Um, so in the middle of a match, suddenly Cedric turns on him. Because uh, here's the deal, right? The Hurt Business is a heel group already. Uh, so now we've got a heel group versus a heel group. That doesn't make sense. You have to turn one of them face to make it work anything. The only way you turn one of them face is to have a betrayal. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can't have an invading force and have them be the faces, right? That doesn't look good in the long thing. So, so you have Retribution be the invading force and have them be the heels and turn the Hurt Business face by having Cedric turn on them. And then, like I say, you know, if you're going to do the hacker storyline with with uh, Mustafa, which I'm 100% certain they only brought it up because they realized they'd backed themselves into a corner with him. They're like, oh, the fans already think he was the hacker. Might as well just say he was the hacker now. Right. <laughs> but so you have him use his hacking ability in the middle of matches, right? So now it's not the lights going off because of some supernatural power. It's because he's got control over the lights. So they're out there in a six-man tag, and he's sitting at ringside, and he shuts the lights off right when Hurt Business is going to hit their finishing move, and the lights come back on, and now Hurt Business is all laid out in the ring, and Mustafa Ali just kind of walks into the ring and and counts the pin, and they leave, you know? I'm not saying you, you have to give them, book them strong wins over Hurt Business, but you have to at least let them win. Yes. Yeah. That's what well, I'm saying. It doesn't really hurt Lashley if somebody foe hits him in the knee with a lead pipe. Yeah. And then and then of course your weakest member in in Shane Thorne. Sorry, slap nuts. I'm giving you that one, but I don't like it because I hate the terminology slap nuts for Shane Thorne. Mostly because I didn't like Shane Horn anyways. Well then call him slap <laughs> That's what Tony Schiavone would call him. Slappy? Slap dick. Slap dick. Slippy, slappy, swimmy. Samsonite, I was way off. <laughs> yep. Also, in relation to this, what the hell was that 
seizure or possession or whatever they're calling it now, Mia Yim on the on the sidelines. Uh, it made no sense one way or another. It was designed to be a distraction, but it didn't get them the win, so it was pointless. Wait, what happened? Maybe I just stopped caring about this match. <laughs> Obviously you did. In the middle of their match on Monday, Mia Yim got up on the apron and caused a distraction by suddenly, like, shaking and falling to the ground and flopping around on the ground for a while. <laughs> it, it, reports have it that Vince McMahon wanted her to fake a seizure and that they talked him out of it because that would be insensitive to people who actually have seizures. So instead, she did a possession. But it looks like stupid no matter what way you did it. Um, and the biggest thing is the whole point of a heel group doing a distraction in a match is to get the sneaky win based on the distraction, right? And it didn't affect the outcome of the match at all. The match still went on for like five minutes after that. Okay. Yeah. And they still lost. And they still lost. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. You know what would make that storyline better? Um, if all the matches originated from Turks and Caicos. Turks and Caicos makes everything better. <laughs> That's my misdemeanor. There's never been a pay-per-view in Turks and Kaika. Uh, I would pay to see that pay-per-view. Uh, I'm also giving a little misdemeanor, which probably can technically be a full-fledged crime, of WWE being selfish bastards by getting everybody to officially now close their Twitch. And... Um, Basically, all the wrestlers had come out on their last day of Twitch to have mentioned, look, this is it. We're closing. The most notably one, which uh, got me really um, not teared up, but got me really feeling for everything she is going through. And that was Paige. Although uh, I give a commendation to Paige because she's refusing to close her Twitch. She's. She's flat out said, I'm not going anywhere. I don't care. They can fire me. Yeah, that's it. And I wouldn't care either because she literally said she was completely fed up. I'm sure she didn't sign anything when they were handing out those contracts or whatever have you. Like, screw you. Like, and I don't even know where WWE has this right anyways. Just if the wrestlers don't use their names, their, their WWE given names, then fuck off. You can't touch they probably don't legally have the right, but it would take someone actually fighting it in court to prove that. But you couldn't it, even it sue It takes them. WWE trying to sue them before yeah. that happens. But that's it. But WWE, then WWE would have to initially file a lawsuit. You don't even need a lawyer, man. What does he have on me? This is my real name. I am doing a video. My contract I'm... only has for... Uh, to show up and whatever have you, it has nothing in relation to having a Twitch stream which has my name and uh, thing is, alias. Thing is, it, there might be something in the contract about promotional appearances all have to be and they could argue that these are promotional appearances. Even though they're under the real name, they have to be cleared, yada yada yada. But in the end, again, they're all contracted as independent contractors. And by definition independent contractor you cannot control what they do in their non-working time right if you sue someone I, okay i can't i can't tell the guy doing the roof on my house uh that he can't play in his bowling league uh just because i'm hiring him to do the roof on my house doesn't mean i have any control over what he does in his free time um right. and that's going to be what happens here but someone uh, here's the uh, wwe wouldn't have to try to sue someone 
they would have to fire someone, right? That's fine. And if they fired someone, that person could then take them to court for breach of contract, saying, there's nothing in my contract. Really open a big can of worms he doesn't want to have because I think that you could easily end up getting some unionization out of this. Yeah, that's the deal. You don't even have to hire a lawyer because everyone's worried about court costs, court costs, court costs. You don't even necessarily need a full fledged lawyer uh, to pay a a lawyer. You could defend yourself essentially, right? You don't technically need a lawyer. Here's the deal. You would need a lawyer because you would be going up against WWE's lawyers. Um, and even even the best wrestler out there is not going to be as good of a lawyer as the WWE's lawyers. Yeah, so that's no, what I, WWE has. Uh, uh, what's his name that is actually a lawyer? Now he's on commentary. Um, uh, John Bradfield. No, he's a judge. No, there's a real live lawyer who went to Harvard. I don't know. Didn't matter. But, uh, well, I mean, they used the the phrase uh, last week on, uh, like, a full week ago on SmackDown, that uh, a fool who uh, represents himself in court has an idiot for a client. Um, (laughs) Okay. And that's what it comes down to is, here's the deal. If there's ever a court case, uh, a wrestler versus WWE over this, the wrestler better have a lawyer because WWE is bringing all of their lawyers. Oh, you know what? I feel like all the wrestlers should then just, if this happens, someone takes the bullet for the company and all the wrestlers just chip in a, chip him a bunch of money. I'd be like, whoever it goes, whether it's page or whatever, they'll be able to hire a good lawyer. There's no problem with that. And the lawyer will probably be salivating at the concept of this. I mean, like D.A. Fabe said, this is potentially opening a can of worms that Vince McMahon doesn't actually want. I don't understand why he's pushing so hard for this because this could lead to... The only thing this can lead to in the long run is actual court cases about his classification of them being independent contractors. And it could lead to that being absolutely... The loopholes that he goes through being closed and him having to hire these people as official employees, which means then giving them things like benefits that he doesn't currently give them, and time off, which he doesn't currently give them, right? and maternity leave, which he doesn't technically give them, you know? Um, and he'd so have to have things like right workman's comp insurance. So, so Becky's not getting paid right now? Becky's getting her downside guarantee. Um, so she's getting money based off of it. Becky pays, though. But, yeah. but she's all. But she's not. She's not earning extras. Um, any of her merch sale uh, residuals are probably covering other things. She's not. She's not technically on paid time off. Right. Um, and so, but that's the deal. This is. This seems to me like Vince McMahon is poking, uh, poking the bull for no reason. That the only thing that can come out of this is potentially the collapse of his entire business structure. Because it could lead to unionization, which then would mean collective bargaining, and he wouldn't have the power over the wrestlers anymore. Yeah, I think they, it would be, and, and that could still be a, a independent contractor setup. I'm not saying that he'll completely lose the independent contractor. You can unionize as, as, as. Uh, I mean, that's the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> you know, um, you can unionize as independent contractors what you can't do is tell them how they can spend their own personal time 
That's what I'm saying. Like, and Paige on the on the you video, you can even like, tell them that they if they release a storyline, you can find them. That is absolutely legal to do. Mm-hmm. If you guys mess up your our storylines, you're fired or you're you're losing money. And look, I get the argument with some of the wrestlers who are on TV, like Paige was also alluding to. You know, like she didn't allude to, oh, like not she wasn't putting throwing anyone under the bus or anything. But she was saying, look, I'm not wrestling. I'm not on TV. I can't wrestle. I'm at home. I've been going through things during these times. It's really hard. Twitch has been giving me a lifeline to allow me to express myself and so on. And I'm like, why would WWE be going after these people who don't necessarily have any value um, for events because you can't use them on TV. So this just seems so stupid to me. See, see, and I think that's exactly the reason he's doing it is because people like Paige, who he's still paying technically because she's now on a announcers, a backstage gig uh, contract, right? He's still paying her um but because he, he wants the revenues from her movie yeah but he can't he can't use her in any other way right now the only way he can make any money off of her is if he monetizes her twitch stream um and and then when he realized that he couldn't do that necessarily he's like well fine i just don't want you making money off your twitch stream i want you dependent on me to make money um and and so i just i think that this is this is literally poking the bear, and I think Vince McMahon is going to be unhappy with the results of this in the long run. And that's why I don't think he, it, if anyone does rebel against it, he's going to try and sue. Because his lawyers are probably saying to, like, hey, Vince, you don't really have a case here, and this could actually cause you more harm than good. Yeah. The thing is, if his lawyers were really saying that, they would have stopped him from doing it in the first place. Yeah. Um, I I would suggest that the bigger concern than all of those things that we've brought up that are in the legal world, there's also the concern that you released a whole crap ton of of wrestlers, characters, whatever you want to call them, superstars, back in April. And every single promotion that they went to has benefited from them being there. They have a larger following, they have larger viewership. Every single one, less than six months later, three months after they all got additional time, every one of them has an improved product. Now, I will admit WWE's product has improved since April as well, but Mm. I can guarantee Impact is better because of the wrestlers that it got. (laughs) AEW, I can't guarantee that with. I can with impact and I can with ROH. So every one of those products got better with the ones you released and matches when nobody's renewing their contracts. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. It's what's going to happen is even let's say for t- instance, that no one actually gets fired for this, that Paige somehow or another, here's the deal. They're, if Paige says no, they're going to have no choice but to try to enforce it some way. Because if you don't enforce it on page, then everyone else is going to be like, well, I'm just going to reopen my Twitch channel. Exactly. If they didn't yep. fire her, then... So, but let's just say, for some reason or other, page doesn't get fired, right? All this is going to mean is AJ Styles is going to be looking at a contract extension within the next couple years. Um, and he might think, you know what? I can just retire and open my Twitch channel and get my money coming in from that and, and never 
have to put my body through this on the regular basis anymore. I don't have to go. It'll be a part timer at the place that gave me the shot originally, where yeah. my best friends wrestle right now. Yeah. Well, no, but even more than that, I don't even have to go to the competition. I can literally go back to Twitch and make money without going to the competition um, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but I guarantee you, every wrestler who is being forced to close their Twitch right now, or their Cameo, or their whatever, right, uh, is thinking to themselves, when my contract is up, maybe I do something else. You know, Xavier Woods has long ago said he has he's got plans for when he's no longer able to wrestle right that's what he's the up up down down more money off of his video yep. game channel than he does in wrestling yep that's what up up down down is so when xavier wood's contract is up and they put another contract in front of him and this one specifically mentions you can't have a twitch stream and you can't have your own youtube channel or whatever do you think xavier woods is gonna sign that contract nope Making more money than what he makes in WWE, beating the crap out of himself. Yeah. So, he's, but up, he's up, down, stay down, with us. up, up, down, down is not WWE exclusive. Like WWE didn't say to him, like, "Hey, you have to stop this channel." As far as I know, up, up, down, down has not been affected on the YouTube channel, but he has been told that he can't do the streaming anymore, the Twitch streaming. Um, so the YouTube channel is still around, but he did Twitch and he did Cameo. Biggie did a lot of cameo, and Biggie made good money. Cameo, uh, not anymore, cause he had to close it. Well, he was the number one earner, number one earner of all professional wrestlers in cameo. Not overall, but of all professional wrestlers at like a hundred and fifty grand. Who? Yep. Big E in a really? year. Oh. Yeah. But that's the deal. Is. Cameo, he was, because he was only 50 bucks a pop. Uh-huh. So he'd record 10 videos a, a day at 30 seconds a piece. Ooh, that took me an hour. Yeah. And I made 500 bucks. Damn. Number two on that list, just so everybody is aware, is Rick I've, is, is Ric Flair. And Ric Flair's at is it 200 no. pop, is that right? Five, is it, I, I, I thought, I thought it was 500, but it might be too much. Brett's 500, I know that. That's why Brett doesn't sell very many. Yeah, he doesn't want to do them. He's like, screw this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and and, and if you don't want to do them, that's why. I mean, if you want to make a stupid amount on one, you know, you, you just understand you're not going to make as much overall money. That's it. Wow, 150 as, grand. Yeah. As an attorney, I absolutely loved focusing on traffic tickets because I could do a whole bunch of them. Get a plea bargain, just play it down, and just move on with life. Yep, valid. But that's I was deal. never really an attorney, but that's that's what some of those do as well. But that's really what it comes down to is like these people are going to start looking at, you know, if I re-sign with WWE, I still can't do Twitch, or I can go do Twitch or something else, and and here's the messed up thing too, though, right? Like Vince. These people are still going to be known. People are going to know who this person is just based off their face. So whether you, whether they resign with you or not, if they don't, res- if, if they don't resign with their you. Their likeness is their likeness. You their can't likeness get around it. Their likeness. They'll use their name, whatever. But at the end of the day, they look at how they look. You didn't put a mask on them and whatever. And only people know them from the mask. They legit same hair color same face same everything so you're really losing out here just let them have their twitch channel yeah yeah. so here's the thing like talking about cameo number third on the top highest uh wrestlers on cameo is mandy rose 
Number four is Peyton Royce. Roman Reigns is up there. Sasha Banks is up there. Rey Mysterio is up there. These are all people who are now no longer up there because they can't. Cameo from Rey Mysterio. Jesus Christ! I wouldn't pay him a cent to give me a cameo. Jesus. Well, but, he is the most popular Latino wrestler of all time. Yeah. So there, there's kind of know, an entire. You have, a, you have a kid's birthday, and he likes professional wrestling, and you're Latino. He probably likes Ray. Yeah. There's an and entire subset of people on North America that uh, would pay lots of money for Ray Mysterios. And uh, let's just say your skin color does not put you in that subset. <laughs> oh, it's, it's but, a cultural thing. They, they are very proud of their heritage. And uh, most Latinos are. Most Latinos are. And so, get, then I'd pick someone else. Why am I okay. going to pick? Would you would you choose PCO over Roman? No, no, I definitely choose Roman. Okay, well, but PCO's Brett better on the microphone than Roman. Would you choose Brett over Roman? If they were both the same dollar amount, would you choose Brett? Uh yeah, I choose Brett over Roman. Canadian Heritage. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho over Roman. They both. In fact, Roman has a title. Chris Jericho doesn't. I just, just come on though. Anyone would choose Jericho over Roman. Like I don't care what. some kids, dude. Not, not a little Samoan kid. Yeah, there's something to be said for that guy. Looks like me. That guy has my heritage. That guy. If you're if you're a kid growing up in Polynesia, right? You probably couldn't give less a crap what Bret Hart wants to say to you. But one of the NOIs, yeah, I want to hear what they can say. I want them to say yeah. something. They probably choose Jay over Chris Jericho. Okay, fair. So, so is this like a, which are you guys classifying me as a white privilege? Well, which well, I guess I'm classifying you as a Canadian. I'm classifying you Canadian as a wrestling. I'm classifying you as a non-Latino. And that's what we're trying to say is you say why would anyone pay for uh, Rey Mysterio and I'm saying a lot of the Latino people would pay a lot for Rey Mysterio cuz he is if you're a wrestling fan and you're Latino, he is on your uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, period. Just like, uh, and you know, now, up in Canada, they you might don't choose The Rock over him if they're old enough. Mm, they might choose yeah. Cena over him if they're old enough. They might I mean, Hogan over him, but but they, but he's definitely on the list. Yeah, uh, okay. And that's what it's coming down to is is you know he's a legend in a certain culture now. Um, there I are Big E's is not because of his race though. I think Big E's is because of his entertainment value and the price. He's fifty yeah. bucks. Fifty bucks to get a professional wrestler to say hi who really is entertaining. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Him, it's all because of his pure entertainment though. This guy, uh, and he's also apparently like a really, really nice guy too. So yeah. uh you know, that helps too. And fifty bucks is nothing. Wrestler, he's funny, the new day, widely yeah. popular. Like, for sure, that's a steal. That that makes so much sense why he got so much money because wow, you know, like Oh, I would kill to see one of the, some of those cameos. That'd be awesome. Now I can't even go pay fifty bucks and see what he would say because uh, WWE screwed things up once more. Yeah, I can almost guarantee. Also, biggies are not just happy birthday, Dave, and that's the end of it. Well, you you write what you want him to say, I think, unless you choose it to be like a free open thing. But you generally would be writing, "Hey, 
uh, wish my dad a happy birthday. Hey, give me something of a, um, something inspiration. You can write about what you're going through and it'll give you like a 30 second inspiration thing or whatever have you. Or you can legit make them write verbatim. Say this for a wedding or a birthday or whatever. So, so here's part of what we were saying. I'm on um, a website and I just typed in top luchadors of all time, right? The top 10 here puts Rey Mysterio number three of all time. Wow. Eddie Guerrero number two and El Santo number one. El Santo is an absolute fucking legend in luchador. He's a guy who never took off his mask. People outside of Lucha Libra do not know who he was, right? Right. He was actually starred in movies down in Mexico uh, as a superhero luchador, right? Damn. Um, But number four, Blue Demon. Number five, Mil Mascaras, El Satanic, Corey (laughs) Guerrero. I'm going to eliminate myself. This isn't going the way I want. (laughs) Sorry, Mil. Not not happy with this? I'm out. (laughs) I'm going to jump over the top rope and leave. Yep. Uh, Gory Guerrero, Tito Santana, number nine, Andrade. Oh, wow. At number 10, one of my personal favorites, La Parca. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I'm surprised La Parca wasn't lower. Um, What? Honorable mentions on this, Juventud Guerrero, super crazy. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm there with those. What about El Generico? Is he on there? Nah, he got robbed. Best. Robbed, robbed, robbed. But so, so that's that's my thing is i just think that they might not even pay for it in terms of lawsuits but they will pay for it when it comes time to re-sign wrestlers because you'll have wrestlers like adam cole who had a big twitch channel and is a huge gamer who seriously thinks twice about do i want to re-sign with this um or can i mean i can go off and play video games for a living and um or and if i need if to wrestle yeah, if, even if he wants to wrestle. There's very few people on that list that wouldn't be picked up by another product line. Even if it's, let's just say it's it's John Morrison, Johnny Johnny uh, Impact slash, you know, a guy who doesn't really have super drawing power. And, I, and I'm a huge Morrison fan, so I don't think that I'm not saying that he doesn't have a draw. Um, I've said numerous times they messed up early on in his career. He should have held a title other than the, the ECW title. Um, but let's just pretend that it's John Morrison. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody's going to pick him up and he doesn't have the drawing power that the rest do. Or, or Paige who might not ever be able to actually wrestle again. I bet you if Paige goes to another promotion, she can get cleared. Um, but that's beside the point. Um, I don't necessarily want her to get clear. I don't, I don't uh, want her. That's scary, right? Yeah, I'd rather she can walk the rest of her life. But but she's sitting here. When her commentary contract is up, even if she keeps her job and doesn't get fired and whatever, she's going to say, I'd rather go do my Twitch thing, do my other stuff. And so they are going to see a bunch of their talent walk away over Twitch, over being stupid and banning Twitch. That's really what it comes down to. This is going to cost them badly in the end. Yep. But anyways, well, that's uh, there. Yeah. But I don't. We have an actual court case. We can't really say much. So yeah. I I don't have any other commendations to necessarily talk about. Do you guys have any? I think most of our crimes were commendations. 
Yeah, true. Touchy. Touchy. Um, yeah, no, um, just an accommodation, I guess, to, um, that ladder match at Halloween Havoc, um, or the scares match, if you will, uh, and I hope, uh, that ladder bump that, uh, why is her name escaping me at the moment? Um, Eo Candace. Yeah, it's either Eo or Candace, they're not hard names. EO, sorry. Uh, EO was, uh, no, it was Candace, I believe, who got the ladder bump towards the end, where she uh, fell out of the ring or, Jesus, I saw it Wednesday. But yeah, it looked like she really hit her, like, knee really hard on the ladder. And then, like, a bunch of referees were, like, by her side checking on her. And um, it just looked really bad. Um, So I hope she's okay. But what a crazy match. Uh, I really enjoyed that match, uh, and the pay-per-view in general. Aside from the Loom, uh, the Loomis and Grimes match, I thought that was kind of, eh. but you know, aside, uh, everything was good. And then we also got to see the Yeti with. Uh, <laughs> yes, that was great. Um, Yeti and, and Shockmaster. And Shockmaster. And they and I know they've already done funny gimmick stuff with Maverick, uh, but Raw didn't do it right. This is the perfect kind of style NXT should keep doing with him, because that was just hilarious and it was a good time. Like, dude is funny, you know. I I don't want to take anything away from what he's doing right now in NXT, but no. I am telling you, he is gold as the cocky rock star Spud. And I wish they would allow him to do that character again. I'm not saying he's not really, really good with these comedy things. Uh, He developed that a lot in in, uh, TNA as Rockstar Spud then. But the pre-TNA early Rockstar Spud is just gold. It's some of the best stuff I've ever seen. So, Um, But this was Shockmaster. Uh, You're supposed to trip over the thing. No, I moved that. I didn't want to trip on it. And then he trips on it. That's so fantastic. Oh, that really hurts. I do have one commendation, and it's it's more of a commendation of redemption. Uh, So uh, those who listen to the Botchalongs know that Smarks has hit us with right between the eyes on the the, uh, Kennel from Hell match. Son of a bitch, I had to watch that match. Um, but you totally redeemed yourself with the amount of fun that we had watching the Yete match. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> I'm going to go ahead and say Smarks commendation to you for giving us a fun yet a totally botched storyline. Um, because the kennel from hell was tough to watch. And this was so funny to watch because of how bad it was. It was, it was bad. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Bad, not bad. Why in the bloody hell would you do this bad? I will take that commendation. I will I put it next it to, to my night quill. <laughs> <laughs> I still wouldn't give it to him though. He meant complete bad by that. <laughs> no, because remember, the original thing we were thinking was one of the many uh, gimmick battle royals that were very, very bad. We knew they were very, very bad. Um, I would I would have rather done the Yeti match, which is what we did. Yeah. Um, we could have done the second Yeti match when he was a ninja. <sighs> 
No, I think I'm good. I'm all yeti. <laughs> it's okay. I've got a match to recommend for you in the future uh, that I think will will also live up. Uh, but I know um, it won't be till after Movember's over because Movember's all taken. Yeah, yeah. So Mick Foley basically is going to be all part of Movember. The man with the best beard in the wrestling business. Don't anyone argue with it. Uh, the man with the best beard in the wrestling business takes on a whole month of November as the Three Faces of Foley has a bunch of, well, I mean, not necessarily botches, because uh, they could technically have been stuff he had wanted to do. Um, but yeah, so... I'm pretty sure he didn't want his tooth hanging out of his nose. <laughs> well, but he still wanted to do that 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 uh that thing so he still wanted to do all those crazy stuff and stunts that he did do so you know the the botch you're right though yeah i mean he's still paying for some of those things but for that you will have to check out our next botch along as we will be doing the hell in a cell match that he had with the undertaker which of course uh, he was so famous for with the two falls which led to the aforementioned tooth hanging uh or up his nose so that's also um smarks just because we have you on the call and, and uh this is being recorded was there ever a cactus jack new jack match Cactus Jack, New Jack. I'm not sure, but they you're, were. You're such a wealth of knowledge that um, oh. you also use Google sometimes, and so. <laughs> I, uh... If so, that's definitely got to be in there because New Jack uh, never did anything good ever. I mean that as as a person, oh, not okay. just in his matches. He was well, never a good yeah. human being. <laughs> To be fair, he never did anything necessarily really good in his matches to benefit any wrestler, but... No, that's for sure. <laughs> Let's just try cage match. Let's see what cage match says. Okay, we're going to go to matches. We're going to click and go. God, you're so good with that Google machine. <laughs> um, this is, is why he's the primary producer. It is saying no matches ever specifically with Cac- with Mick Foley and New Jack. So uh, their wow. time must not have overlapped quite overlapped right. right. Um, that stinks. No. I mean, that's, the, the, that's great for Cactus Jack or for Mick yeah. Foley. But, well, yeah. yeah, I don't think he would have had as long a career if he would have had too many matches with New Jack. Oh. He might have made New Jack's career shorter, which would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the match that I uh, was going to put on the list, and it's still going to be on the list. I might have mentioned it before, but SummerSlam 2005, uh, Hulk Hogan versus HBK. Well, yes. Yeah, that's 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 got to be on your Keep list. coming back, guys, because uh, really the only botch is overselling. <laughs> Boy, is it oversold. <laughs> yes. Snap, I don't think I remember this match, so... <laughs> oh, you have to see it. You will have to see it, so look forward this to that. This might have to be a Christmas gift for you. Yes, it'll. it's a present. We're wrapped up all in a nice little bow. And an HBK bow. The, the storyline was, HBK was not exactly happy with the idea of doing the job for a aging Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And so he uh, he did the job, but he didn't do it in uh, the most gracious manner. He made every move look like it was an atomic bomb hitting him. Oh, really? 
it's really funny but but on that note we'll probably wrap things up for this so i always tell people like share and subscribe uh every podcast platform has a way to subscribe to it so you get notified when we post new episodes you can follow us on twitter follow me at raw and order wbu you can follow da fabe at da vincent k fabe and then jlb is always at JLB420 Real Talk Radio is the brand anchor.fm slash RTR uh, I forgot the Twitter there and the Twitter handle is Real Talk at Real Talk Radio 8 at Real Talk Radio online on Instagram and um, yeah that's uh, pretty much it our website is still not updated look out for a whole bunch of new content I am getting myself a new MacBook so I can officially start doing a bunch more things and I am excited and I would like you along the uh, trip with me because it shall be a good time for all things entertainment you can also support us on Patreon patreon.com slash raw and order WBU um, great way to get access to our, our um, Patreon-exclusive Discord server, our commercial-free episodes, and a bunch of other stuff there. And if you want to support us in another way, we've got merch at shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu. Just added a couple new designs last week. Uh, so head on over there, check out the designs, and help us out that way. But on that I will say thanks for listening. We will see everyone soon with a visit from the FBI. You could also go on a vacation to Turks and Caicos and tell Uh, them. Ah, good old Turks and Caicos.